for the earnest expectation of the creation awaits the revelations of the sons of God. King, King James says, for the anxious looking out of the creature expects the revelation of the sons of God. Another trans- translation says that the entire world is earnestly awaiting the true manifestation of the true sons of God. Now, that is a very, very strong statement. The entire world is earnestly awaiting true manifestation of the sons of God. It means that the world knows that there are some people called the sons of God. Now, why and how do they know that there are some people that are called the true sons of God? If we are going to title this message, we say living up to expectation. We need to live up to what? Expectation. Now, the scripture is telling us that, look, God has so much made certain promises. He has actually made mention of the expectation, what the sons of God are supposed to emit, what they are are supposed to see in the sons of God. What are the characteristics, what are the expectations of the sons of God? Now, firstly, let's look at it. God told us that his thought for us is what? Of good and not evil. And to bring us what? We are to the expected end. That's what God says. Now, if God says that his thought for us is of good and not evil, the question is, what are God's thoughts for us? What are his promises for us? Because he says, look, my thought for you is good and not evil. And he says something that is very, very interesting in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, for I know the plans I have for you. Declares, if you lay emphasis on that, declares the Lord. That means God is declaring here the plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Okay? So he has extended plans, amazing plans. Okay? Plans that are full of hope. Plans that are supposed to uh, make us to be safe, to bring us into safety. Okay? Now he now says, he wants us also. He says, those are the things I want for you. Those are the plans I have for you. But let me warn you. He says in John 10, 10, he says, look, the enemy, there is an enemy that you need to be careful of. He says the intention of this enemy is to come and steal, to kill, and to destroy. So we are looking at things in two, um, from two perspectives here. God has good plans for us. But enemy is also there to come and steal, to come and kill, and to come and 
destroy. In our says, but look, I'm telling you, don't worry about that. In Isaiah 54 verse 17, it says that no weapon fashioned against you will prosper. So we are looking at things and from three dimensions now, right? God says that I want to give you hope. I want to bring you to the expected end. We are now going to look at what are these hopes? What are these expected end? He says, but look, there's somebody that has plans to come and attempt to derail the plans that I have for you. So you need to pay attention. He now says that the atten- you now need to understand that even in spite of the plans of the enemy, no weapon fashioned against you what? shall prosper. That's what he says. Now, if God says no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, if he says that I have a plan um, for you to bring you, to give you hope and bring you to the expected end, if he says there is enemy, right? He now says that, look, there are things that you need to be conscious of, right? As we go in this journey, in John 16, 33, it says that in this world, you will find tribulation because of this enemy, okay? But in me, there is what? Peace. Okay, so the question is, now, in him there is peace, okay? What are the things that I need to do? Right to be able to get to this expected end that God has in store for me. Yes, I know as I move in um, on a daily basis, there there will be challenges. What are the things that I need to put into consideration that um, for me to be able to get um, to the expected end? Before we go into that, right? In God is amazing. God Himself. He knows how to paint the picture of the future in advance for us. And he does that from the beginning of the creation until um, the Old Testament and also the New Testament. And why does he do that? It's telling you that, look, whatever situation you find yourself, I have already planned your future for you. But you have to know that when that situation is good, you know you have a good future. When situation is bad, it's not palatable. You still have to remember you have what? A good future. So if you have a good future now and challenges um, comes from nowhere, what do you do? He has actually instructed us and given us all the things we need to hold on to in the journey of life. Now, he says something. He says that, look, whatever the situation you may find yourself, all things work together for good for those that what? Love God. So number one criteria that we need to always remember is we need to what? Love God. Are you with me? So if you love God, you know no matter the plans of the enemy, right? He says that no weapon fashion against you, we what? We prosper. Now, he not told me, he told us, right, in the book of Psalms um, chapter 23, verse 5, he says, let me, let me tell you a little bit about problems, okay? 
Let me tell you a little bit about the challenges of life. Let me tell you a little bit about the plans of the enemy. Let me tell you what I'm going to do regarding the enemy that is attempting to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He says that I have prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. It means that when all those challenges come, don't panic. You just need to what? To know that I'm there with you. Okay? So if you know that I'm there with you, he says that I anointed, um, he anointed your head with oil. Are you with me? So it means that whatever the situation may be, trust in the Lord with all your minds. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him. It will direct your paths. That's what the scripture says. Okay. So now, he also says something. He said, he that is speaking and the creator of the creator of heaven and earth, he says, when challenges come, don't panic. Because I will make a way where there is what? No way. He says, he makes a river in the desert. So why should you be worried? It says worry shouldn't be in your dictionary. Now, the question is, in spite of all these things, whose sides do you want to be? Do you want to be on the side of the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy? Which we know that is only blabbing. Okay? It does not have the power that is as strong as the power of God. It says, do you know from Jeremiah 32, 27, it says that, Behold, I am the Lord, boasting, declaring that the God of all flesh, I'm the one that created everything, I'm the one on top of things. It says, is there anything too hard for me to do? Meaning that if you know the God, that you love the God that you serve, you know that he can do all things. There is nothing that is difficult for him to do. He says that his word, right? He honors his word above his name, meaning that there is nothing that he says that will fall to the ground and fall short, that it will accomplish all that it's, um, it says it will accomplish. That's what the word of God says. So he's trying to paint a picture for us that look, I'm telling you, if you know, if you will stay with me, the end is sure. If you hold on tight, all things will work together for your good. If you will hold on tight, I will hold you by your right hand and I will guide you. He says, if you will hold on tight, if you will stay with me, if you will remove worry from your mind, if you will remove um, challenges, I mean, understand that challenges, right, are just part of the journey of life. Stay with me. I will take you to the expected end. Okay? That's, because he says that, look, you are more than what? A conqueror. Meaning that... Don't panic. Just hold on to me. You are more than a victor. 
that you are going to conquer whatever situation that you may be. Now, I said earlier on that the entire world is earnestly awaiting the true manifestations of the true sons of God, right? Now, so it means that they know that this is what God has said about his children. But they are saying that, where are they? But first of all, let's look at what is it that God says about his children. What we are supposed to live in expectation that people will see that, ah, that's a true sons of God. Okay? What is the number one thing? It says that you are the light of the world. A city set upon the hill that cannot be hidden. Now, did the scripture tell us that? That you are the light of the world. If the scripture says that, it means the world is now looking where are these people that are the light of the world that cannot be hidden. That's what the, one of the things they are looking at. But this, um, the scripture now tells us that, look, even though you are the light of the world, the scripture now says that, let your light so shine okay let your light so shine that's an instruction okay let this light that you are so shine that this world will see and they will give glory to god so meaning that the light that we are right now we have assignments to make it shine for the world that is awaiting to be i mean the expectation to be able to now give glory to God. So that's our own mandate. That's our own instruction. Then we'll now go to how do we make our light so shine um, that the world will see and give glory to God. We'll go to that in, in a minute. Another thing that he says that you are the head and you are not the tail. That's what the scripture says. In everything that you do, you are supposed to be on top. You are not supposed to um, be below and people are watching this guy says he's a Christian but he's below he doesn't have even money to feed himself and the family he cannot ask something he cannot lay hands on the sick and the sick to be healed but that's what they are expecting because that's what the scripture says okay now he says that at any particular time, in the book of Psalms, um, chapter 2, 8 to 9, he says, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the Eden for your inheritance. That's a strong statement, isn't it? He says that, look, those things that are of the world, they belong to you if you ask me. But the world is looking. And say, mm -mm. <laughs> the scripture says these people are supposed to be on top, but they are what? They are below. You know, it says the scriptures, the, the word of God tells us that look, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. With the people that have had this will not be saying that's what the scripture says. But they are looking around, they are not seeing 
um, us exhibiting such. Okay? So the world, and God says that all these things, you are supposed to be exhibiting them. Okay? Now, the word of God says, Behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by great power, and outstretched arm, and there is nothing too hard for you. He has made the entire world, okay, by his strength, by his power, and there is nothing that is difficult. So then, if God has told us all these things, how come then that we are not exhibiting all these things? How come the world is earnestly awaiting the true manifestation of the true Son of God. Now the question is, what we need to do, the scripture says, ask, seek, right? And knock. I'm, I'm not in the right, I mean, you ask, you seek, and you knock. Okay, in, in, in that order, right? Ask, seek, and knock. Meaning that if there are certain things that you are not clear about, you ask. If there are things that you know, you need to what? Seek. You need to pursue it. Okay? When there are issues along the way, you need to be able to knock. Right? Until the door opens. It means there shouldn't be an instance of you giving up in the pursuit of God. what God has told you will happen in your life. Are you with me? It may be difficult, okay? There are many things in the scripture that we need to understand for us, for the entire world to know that we are the light of this world. Our character is very, very important. Our character, how do we carry ourselves? Are we doing what the world is doing? If we are doing um, what they're supposed um, to do, right? Say, for example, the scripture says, anger lies in the bosom of the fool. Okay? Now, it means that when you are in the world, you have to be able to curtail what? Your anger. Something that is um, supposed to make you to be very angry or angry in um, anything, you are supposed to be able to control it. Then the, the world will now say, hmm, that guy, what happened there, he was supposed to be angry, but the guy wasn't angry. So they will pay attention to that. That, hmm, it's different, isn't it? It's different than us. Okay. And he proclaimed that his what? He's a Christian. Okay. Hmm. That's a true son of God because you have what? Uh, manifested and exhibited that in that um, particular instance. Now, another thing is um, when we need such a thing, we need to understand something. Our mouth is the gun and the word of God is the bullet. Our mouth is the gun and the word of God is the bullet. Because the word of God 
it's what is supposed to be it not is supposed to is spirits and what and it's life but the bottom line is do we declare the word of God says that if we we should declare a thing and it will what come to pass so whatever the situation what you know that the word that you speak it's creative I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. When you speak, because the word is supposed to be life, it's supposed to create, right? So you need to be able to create your day according to the word of God. You need to be able to create your year according to the word of God. Meaning that, okay, you speak the blessings of the day. What is it that God wants to happen for you or what is it that God have said that it um, has to happen for you you need the ones that you know you need to be able to speak them out if God tells you or gives you an inspiration that it is well with you yes it is well with you but you yourself needs to be able to declare in all that you do it is what well with me in any situation the lord if we say that the god and um, the lord will supply all my needs according what to his riches in glory that's the word of god but do you know that even if you don't have or seemingly you don't have anything right now and you keep declaring it in the name of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you believe that my Lord will supply all my need according to his riches in glory. Do you know he will? And you don't have a job, you declare it. Do you know that he will supply all your needs? Because that's what the word uh, of God says. But if you don't believe, if you don't do all these things, then it is difficult I was at a place um, yesterday. I went out um, with a friend, um, a friend of mine, and eventually we ended up in their house. That was the first time that I, I went to, to his house, actually. Now, what happened? Over a year ago, he's an Irish. Over a year ago, the wife told the family that she was going to what, get a new house. But she was not really working. She is looking for what to do. The husband is working. And they were making a jest of her. That how is she going to what get a new house? And the woman called the children. She called them out yesterday. That what, what was it that we were doing? The three of them. That the Lord will what? Supply all my needs. And the need that I have now. It's a new house, not just any house. That's a new house. And they were declaring it every day. It, that God, you said you will supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. Whatever we, <clears throat> that you are going to do, direct our paths. What we want is a new house. Not that they are lazy. They are ready to work. They don't know how to do it. They don't have money to deposit for a new house, but they want a new house. They don't want just any house, and they are ready to contain their house. 
I mean themselves until God provides. Do you know for about 18 months they had no house? They were living from hotel to an hotel. Guess what? When the housing association was going to give them a house, they gave them what? A brand new house. She was telling me yesterday, I said, fantastic. Do you understand? But the point is, every other person now, because of that, the family, what is it? They are paying attention to the word of God. Because she said something yesterday. She said, most of us say that we are what? Believers. But we believe only when God carries out miracle. But as a believer, we are supposed to what? Believe that it is done and that's when it will happen. Which we know. It says we say, but we don't really actualize what the word of God is saying. They wanted a new house. They declare it every day. They believe it was done the moment they declared it. They are not praying to God to say that, God, please give us a new house. Please give us... Mm -mm. Your word says you supply all our needs and the, our heart's desire you fulfill. And we want a new house. And they were doing their stuff. As at the time when they got a new house, do you know what was interesting? They already have saved, according to what she said, I think 28,000 or so, or 18,000, I've forgotten now. Either 18 or 28. They have saved 18 towards them buying a house. But God said, uh-uh, according to the riches in my glory, you don't need that money. I want to what? Give you a new house. Are you with me? So basically what I'm saying, that's an expectation because now the families are paying attention to them that, oh, oh, now we need to hear um, what they are saying about their religion. Okay, so the entire world is endlessly awaiting. Unless we do our parts, because the scripture did not say, right, that I will force your light to shine. That's not what the scripture says. It says that let your light so shine. God is, what is God telling us? That's not my responsibility. It is your responsibility for the light to shine. So it means that whatever you need to do, you have to do. Whatever God has asked us to, to do, it means we have to do. If we don't, then our light will not so shine. So it is our responsibility. And I believe strongly also that that's why the scripture says that many a times we pray and we pray amidst. Okay? It means that, yes, you are praying. Okay? But you are praying amidst. I've told you that for this to happen, okay, it has to be through your own efforts. Not praying for me that God Come and rend heavens. No, I've told you, do this. If you do this, this is what the result is going to be. So we have serious responsibility in our hands to be able to live up to where? Expectation. There is no point in us fasting and praying every day without us 
doing what we are supposed to do. Prayer or praying and fasting is very, very paramount, is very, very important because our eyes will be open, our mind will be open, will be our spirit will be guided. But that is not enough. Because the scripture says that you, as an individual, you have to let that light world shine. So that the entire world that is waiting will now come and what give glory to God. Um, I, I, I just want to let us know that uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't take what God is saying for granted. He also told us, as I end this, he told us, he says that the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. That's a strong statement. When someone tells you that, if you will believe in all these things that I've told you, trust me, your expectation will not be cut short. It means that it will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Titan offering, please.